Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, there's tensions in the Black Sea remaining elevated, India takes measures to cool rising domestic prices, and there's Chinese crop concerns. The war continues to cast a cloud over the market as fresh tit-for-tat military strikes are carried out. Ukrainian strikes deeper into Russian territory have increased the risk of Putin exacting retribution. There is speculation that Ukraine could retake Crimea, which may have implications for the Kerch Bridge, which spans the Kerch Strait, which connects the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov, through which 30% of Russian exports flow. A large reduction in Russian export availability is not priced into current prices. The Russian export floor price appears to have again been raised with August FOB $250, September $260 for private deals and $270 for public tenders, with feed wheat a $20 discount. The European harvest has been a stop-start affair with unwanted rains in France, Poland, Germany, Ukraine and the UK, which has the market anticipating increased volumes of feed wheat, which will need to compete with other feed grains. On the flip side, global milling wheat stocks are tightening, with ongoing concerns in Canada, Australia, Argentina, Ukraine, the EU and US and Russian spring wheat areas. There are reports that the Romanian port of Constanza is already reaching saturation point, with some operators limiting intake and some refusing to take anything at all. It remains to be seen how freely grain flows overland from the Ukraine into neighbouring EU countries, given the current logistical constraints. It would appear that Brussels is looking to commercial operators for solutions, as there is no money available in the EU coffers. The Indian government are releasing 5 million metric tonnes of wheat and 2.5 million tonnes of rice onto their domestic market in an attempt to cool prices. They are expected to reduce their wheat import tariff to zero in the near future and they've also banned rice exports, excluding basmati. Market opinion is that they could need to import between 6 and 9 million tonnes, whereas the USDA has them as exporters of 1 million tonnes. A big swing, if correct. Extremes of heat and flooding in China have not been conducive to their production prospects, although, as usual, we will be asked to collude in the illusion that everything has been okay and production targets have been met or exceeded. The reality is that nobody will ever know their true stock situation. Reports suggest that they bought French wheat and last week's US export sales included two cargoes of soft red winter wheat. They may have quality issues which could increase their milling requirement. They have also lifted their ban on Australian barley imports, whilst their Dalian maize futures market hit contract highs this week. Maybe a case of actions speaking louder than words. Late news, Ukraine's Navy says a new temporary humanitarian corridor has started to work for commercial vehicles blocked at Ukraine's Black Sea ports and for grain and agricultural products. They've poked the bear. How will he respond? On to malting barley and this week's headlines, quality problems are starting to show in the spring crop. FOB export prices edge higher and maltsters demand and farm selling is still very low. The weather has not helped with the malting barley harvest and across the last week, not much has been cut. 
The majority of samples so far have tested OK, with nitrogen levels being on the low side, around 1.6 to 1.65%, and retention mostly above 90%. We are seeing issues in the southern regions on pre-germination, fusarium and mouldy grains, along with the better samples, depending on when they've been cut. We're waiting to see samples following the very heavy rain on Saturday, which may have deteriorated further. More encouragingly, some samples are good. This could be down to planting dates and the crop not being ready to harvest, which prevents the plant from taking any harm against the weather. Further north, there is still winter malting barley in the field, and some of this now will be no good for malting. Maltsters have been rejecting winters at 90% germination and sprouted grains. Interestingly, the Scottish winter malting barley crop is good. Slightly higher nitrogen results, but very usable. The European FOB export market continues to push up as the harvest progresses and more results are known. Early reports from Sweden and Denmark suggest harvest is about 20% done and results are not good with 12% protein, 1.90N, and green grains due to secondary growth. Southern Germany has harvested about 20% but has similar concerns to Scandinavia. The French crop is mostly complete now. The later planted spring barley is good and the winter malting barley crop usable, so if maltsters can switch, there is enough barley. The UK FOB market has pushed up to €315 for October, but there is still slow demand. UK maltsters continue to stay out of the market in the forward positions. There is harvest demand for the August position in the maltings and stores, but this will soon get filled as more samples are cut and quality known. With concerns over the germination and prolonged wet weather, malting barley needs to be carefully dried down below 14.5% and stored well to make sure the quality doesn't deteriorate further. If there are opportunities to sell malting barley pre-Christmas, then these should be taken. Farm selling is slow, but this will change once barley is cut and quality assured. The weather is set to improve in the coming days, so by next week we should have a better picture. On to oilseed rape and the headlines this week. There's favourable growing conditions across the US Midwest. The World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report on Friday and crude oil hit its highest since January 2023. Matif rapeseed has continued to be pressured, closing down for nine of the last 12 trading days. The wetter weather forecasts across the U.S. Midwest have continued to weigh on Chicago soybean futures, along with recent rains in Canada helping the late-seeded canola, although the majority of the crop is still expected to be subpar. The U.S. Midwest weather forecast for August continues to look favourable for soybean production, helping to alleviate worries for the crop. The most recent conditions rating for the U.S. soybean crop improved more than analysts expected, with 54% of the soybean crop rated as good to excellent, up from 52% last week and above the average analyst estimate of 53%. Chicago soybeans traded down to a one-month low on the news. The market is currently waiting to see the USDA soybean yield estimates in the WASDE report on Friday. Analysts on average project that the WASDE will trim the forecast for US soybean production. Soybeans have edged higher as the market participants take positions ahead of the key report. 
Some support has come from crude oil, which has been trading at recent highs, with Brent hitting its highest since January 2023. Crude oil has been supported by tightness in supply owing to the OPEC plus production cuts, along with worries that tensions between Russia and Ukraine in the Black Sea region could threaten shipments of Russian oil. The market is waiting on key US inflation data, with the July consumer price index from the United States due on Thursday, which should provide a steer on the Federal Reserve's future monetary policy. And finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for September at £185, November 190, feed barley for September 165, November 170, and oilseed rape for September at 360 to 365, and November 366 to 371. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.